BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You're listening to the Fade to Gray Network. We invite people of all backgrounds to share their stories. Through nuanced conversations and forward thinking and not taking ourselves too seriously. Everyone's story matters. Every voice is important. Life is polarizing. But not everything is black and white. Come join us as we fade to gray. What's up, Fade to Gray family? It has been a minute, and it's really good to see everybody here. We got Omar, Elizabeth, and Seth. And of course, I'm Chris. Really good to see you guys. It's been a while. <laughs> hey, guys. It's funny how you started that. You're like, what's up, guys? <laughs> like, it took you a second to like remember how to talk because it's been so long since you recorded with us. I, gotta, I feel like the, the Tin Man on Wizard of Oz, oil can. You know, I, I need a, a little bit of oiling up here. <laughs> I'm so excited to be going live and feeling pretty good out here in quarantine, Pennsylvania, <laughs> surviving the zombie apocalypse so far. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm doing the same thing here. Like we went to the grocery store the other day and bought $300 worth of groceries. I was telling Elizabeth this the other day. That's like way more than usual. And that's going to last us well over a month. Uh, and we literally plan to not get out of the house for a week. We're yeah, just not going to do it. doomsday basement coming along? I know that you're working on that too before all this. <laughs> no, no, no. That's my S&M basement. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> My goodness. What? Seth got excited. <laughs> he did. Yeah, look at that. He even had to, he even had to put a blanket over his lap there. <laughs> oh, hey, oh. <laughs> this is not appropriate. Let's, uh, let's well, keep uh, wait a minute. How is Seth? everybody doing? How Seth, is everybody doing? It's been a while doing? since you've seen Omar because, uh, as I recall, um, <laughs> didn't, didn't you guys unfriend each other on Facebook? Hold on a second. Before we get into that, I have a question to ask everybody. Yeah, it is, unfri- it is unfriending season on Facebook or unfollowing. I shouldn't say unfriending because unfriending, I think, is too far, but unfollowing. <laughs> is harmless because a person never knows unless they go into Marco Polo and decide to tell you just for no apparent reason other than to trigger you. But um, By the way. <laughs> while we were talking about the zombie apocalypse, out of the four of us, who do you think is most likely to get it first? The coronavirus? Well, not you two. You guys are up there in the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania. I would say me. I work with yeah, kids. Yeah. And you're in Texas. There's been a massive break outbreak there, right? Eh, it's not that big. And you're in your late 30s, you know, <laughs> kind of. I'm getting up there, y'all. I'm old. I And, and plus, I, I'm, I've got one of the risk factors, you know, yeah. obesity. 
<laughs> it was nice knowing you, though, man. Appreciate you. Obesity. <laughs> I had I had a student this week tell me that I am doomed because I'm 180 and the elderly are the most at risk. <laughs> like, do you seriously think I'm 180 years old? <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. So is anybody following along on Facebook? Is anybody watching currently at all? Because like, basically oh, yeah. the idea oh, that people know that uh, we're going to be live for about oh, 15, 20 <laughs> minutes possibly, the first half of an episode, a roundtable, so you can guys get a sneak peek of what some of our episodes are, episodes are actually like. Because most of the time when we come on Facebook Live, it's just to do some sort of promo or hangout or some sort of game challenge. So... This is actually an episode that's going to end up on iTunes or wherever you stream your podcast. Um, And if you're a Patreon member, you're allowed on the Zoom call. Obviously, we're going to mute you because, you know, your your opinion doesn't matter. Joking. (laughs) That's um, not. That's not. Your opinion matters. But in this context, we will be hosting, essentially allowing you a front row seat by being a patron, a Patreon of ours. um, You get a front row seat. On well this, said. This, well this said. round table. And so as like a front that. row seat, you're at a movie. You're not there to uh, participate or add. You're there to be entertained. What about don't go so, to the movies? Hi, Ruben. Because then you're going to get coronavirus from the people What's right next on, to you. Ruben? That's just true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So I, I imagine I'm the one that's going to get it. Yeah, yeah probably. I think I'll but- get I think I'll get it first if I do end up getting it just because I am around, you know, thousands of different kids all day. But luckily for me, spring break is next week. So I'm hoping that a little bit of distance uh, will do us some good. They're actually talking about possibly shutting down the school and letting us uh, have online classes for a while. And I'm really crossing my fingers that that's what happens. And not because I need like extra time off, but because I don't want to get this damn thing. Because it well, seems pretty I mean, horrible. You're doomed anyway, Chris, because everybody knows you don't love Jesus. So he's, he's coming <laughs> for so you. so sad, Chris. <laughs> yeah, Chris is no, always well, in my prayers. That's the last thing I'm worried about. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, what, what do you guys want to talk about live here? Do you guys want to get into this uh, Facebook unfollowing season and, and how I am no longer yeah. going to be seeing posts from Seth for a little while? <laughs> Let's let's discuss this. Let's talk about it. What happened? So what was the catalyst? What was the catalyst for this? Let me guess. Let me guess. Seth posted something that was basically a regurgitation from something CNN said, and Omar was sick <laughs> no, of it. Actually, no. Okay, let's hear about it. Let's hear about it. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, before we get into this particular instance, like I uh, will unfollow anybody at this point. It's not one side or the other is normally just you mentioned the word Trump you're getting unfollowed <laughs> is that it's what you're saying just the extremes <laughs> that, that I think during this time of year that are like and it always seems to involve Trump you know there's either mm. Trump loving or Trump hating either way it's just seems like there's no room for the other so anything if Trump does something good at all the one side's not going to see it you know and if Trump does something bad at all the other the other side's not going to see it you know, they only. Uh, you just want, said Trump and good in the same sentence, Omar. I don't think that that's okay. You're canceled. <laughs> canceled. You're done. This was friended you. But the rest of the world's canceled anyway, so it's fair. <laughs> this is the deal, okay? 
Omar, you saw a post that I put out there and you automatically assumed, okay, that this was like overly political and like anti-Trump and da 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 Yeah, I don't Seth? care. Stephanie can come out. I don't mind. <laughs> We're talking about politics. And you immediately thought I was just taking sides on an issue when in fact I I I don't I was simply <laughs> expressing frustration out of something that wasn't even like picking sides but stating facts i mean you can read what you wrote if you want to i mean the bottom Will line you? is not it's not bad it's not like you say anything wrong and you're entitled to your opinions and i don't wouldn't want to change it but it's just petty it's petty to get so upset <laughs> i'm a petty person at times okay that, and, that, and, that, and that's what it is i think it's more more okay. than likely what i am unfollowing or all the like just pettiness on Facebook. And it speaks more to Facebook than it does actual like the people in my life. Cause I value, obviously, I value Seth. You're like one of my best friends. But yeah, Facebook and just and brings you know out what? the worst in us. And so you I know, post a I lot of things about my life on, on Facebook, including, you know, stuff about my new podcast that's about to come out and stuff. And, you Ooh. know, by unfollowing me, you really just chose to, like, not be a part <laughs> of everything that I'm trying to do in my life. I'm sure and I won't know anything as a result about of that, mental. <laughs> as a result of that, after an emotional day, and then you come in and I'm like, hey, what's up, family? Yo, Seth, you're no longer in my feed. <laughs> I'm like, you know what, Finn? I don't care. Rejected. I, I don't, then you know what? If, if that's how you feel, <laughs> see you later. Um, I'll just do my own thing, and, and hopefully my other crew members will support me. You know, you just but mentioned support you, your own thing. What is your own thing? Because isn't that very burnt, soon? It's tomorrow. As in, like, as in, like, Eight hours. I'm horrible at math. Since so. I'm not going to be getting any of your notifications, you might as well tell me now. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I am dropping a new podcast tonight at midnight. Um, awesome, dude. And it's going to come with two episodes. Uh, short He's not intro. just gay. He's mental. <laughs> He's mental. <laughs> I'm excited, man. I'm very excited for you. I think good. it's a good time. I, good time I'll, yeah. I'll tell you about the, the posts I make and stuff on, on Marco Polo. <laughs> we'll just... <laughs> We'll communicate that way. And my my unfriending you was reactionary, but you know, I was like, whatever. I I can unfriend you and just I'll friend you back someday. But we'll you unfriended you him because he unfollowed you. He <laughs> came in and gave you the courtesy of telling you, Hey, I'm unfollowing you <laughs> right courtesy. now because it well, it was a courtesy. You didn't have to say that. I mean, he didn't have to know. That was but you courtesy? said hey, I think yeah. I think that's more of like a a poke or a jab <laughs> or a, I'm going to say something to get we'll, Seth we'll to go react with courtesy. So we get I, like, I like where you're going, going Chris. Don't interrupt Chris. Yeah. Like, let him finish yeah, his thought. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. So, Oh my please. gosh. So please. Omar came in and gave you the courtesy of letting you know, Hey, I'm going to unfollow you during this pol- uh, political season because you know, you're over there just regurgitating MSNBC nonsense um, talking about moving to another country because of Trump, you know. Uh, I was just I aggravated. <laughs> I, it pisses me off when you literally spend months telling the entire country the coronavirus is no big deal. You're getting on the in news conferences and saying, <laughs> you know, why does why that piss you off, though? Why? Because I don't know if you've turned on You know on the he overreacts, guys. You know he overreacts. <laughs> Have you not turned on the news? <laughs> No, no. I'm seeing that people <laughs> no. are dying no. 
And then every day, whether later, the news reports on it or not. 30. I mean, what's after downplaying and minimizing and saying it's not a big deal and we shouldn't worry about it and nobody cares. And then he goes on and then says he's doing all these steps. And then Pence gets up there and praises Trump for the, and for all the shit. And then Trump's there was all his CEO friends. It's just like a massive circle jerk. I know that's you don't inappropriate, have to watch but I said it. it. That's what it was. Well, no, and I don't. I just don't understand how you can deny, you can downplay and minimize and deny, and result in the death of thousands of people. Well, not thousands, hundreds at the moment, hundreds of people, potentially thousands of people, and then get praised. It doesn't make any sense. But I don't understand why you're attributing those hundreds of deaths, and then and in the United States, it's not even hundreds yet. Uh, to Trump. Well, first of like, all, though, first of all, it happens Trump? every year for like last like however many decades of presidency. Like that's what happens. That's what happens with every president. So why are you surprised if you don't like it? Turn your TV off. Find something that gives you joy. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, but, I mean seriously. Like yes, Trump is a piece of shit president. So is Obama. Turn off the news and just get over it. Like let's just live our lives and let them do what they do because I mean, look, and they both did great things too, by the way. Sure. Of course. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, they're still going to be, uh, doing what's best for the people who are lining their pockets. Okay. And you've got both parties who they're not even working for you anymore. Like the people are sick and tired of the status quo. Like you got creepy Joe as the democratic nominee. <laughs> the guy sniffs <laughs> young ladies and he's your candidate. Okay. He tells this one guy, let's take it outside. You're full of shit. Yet he's the one that's presidential. Like they're both full of shit. Just be done with both of them. Be done with both of them. Seth. I think like, we should, shouldn't be harsh to any of the boomers right now because they only may be with us for a few more weeks. So let's just kind of ease back a little bit and give them a little bit of grace. Actually, this coronavirus has been really good for my retirement. Let me tell you, my retirement's looking good. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. I, I don't know. Can, can we, Seth, do you forgive me? Can we move on? So it is unfollowing season. So if you feel like you need to unfollow me for any reason, I understand. There's still some love. We'll keep being friends. I'm not going to unfriend you, even though Seth did that to me. I forgive you. <laughs> oh, and so, don't even act like a martyr. Don't Are you going to friend him back, Seth? Are you going to friend him back? Well, not today. <laughs> <laughs> He needs a little Tomorrow? time, a little space. He needs a little Maybe. Space. We'll see. What if we'll he just... goes out and posts a bunch of stuff about mental? You'll never know. I, this is true. And that this is, is a, that's a risk I'm just going <laughs> to so, take. Here's something that I have learned about myself during the whole coronavirus scare. And I'm going to be very honest and vulnerable with you guys right now. And you can hate me already. I've already confessed that I unfollow my friends during political season. Trigger now, warning. Now I'm going to admit that I think I might possibly be ageist. I would agree. And I don't know if that's a real thing or not, but <laughs> it is. It's a real there. thing. It's a real thing. The whole OK Boomer thing. movement is ageist. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Go for it. Okay. So, and before I get into this, let me just say I was raised by my grandmother, and my grandfather is one of my favorite people. So when I talk about this generation, and th- that group 
in particular, just know that it's not, I mean, I love like people in that group. I'm not talking, I'm going to generalize like widely here, but it's going to make sense. But just know that it's like, I don't, I don't hate all old people. That's not what I'm saying. And I do value my relationship with my grandparents and I hope to hell that, you know, nothing happens to them, you know, during this whole coronavirus shit. So um, you hate that- all old people except for your grandparents. <laughs> No, and it's not, and it's not even all old people. <laughs> yeah, because I just, that. I just realized that, and oh, oh, this doesn't sound so bad coming out. It's um, <laughs> old white people. That's what she said. <laughs> uh, if I'm gonna be You've officially r- lost r- all of our watchers, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't watch anymore. It was like a, it was like a well. <laughs> I'm triggered. <laughs> well, <laughs> allow me to explain my my statement. Though. Hold on a second, because. If you think about it, if I mean, if I had to pick, oh, this is, God, this sounds so bad. Yeah, I'm not even gonna go there. But I'm gonna say this. <laughs> I'm gonna say this. Say it. Um, if you look say at, it. say, the religious organizations, the political systems, a lot of that, all that is ran by old white people, and and a lot of it is all the white what's people slowing down progress. A lot of it is resistant to change. You know, a, a lot of it, like you, you were making the joke earlier about social security. Like, I mean, I'm not going to see any of it unless unless coronavirus like wipes them all out. And so, like, which is fine. Like, it's I, true. Like, it, and so, it, it, it's just it is what it is. It's just that's more on the government than it is anything else. I reckon, that, which is old white people. Anyway, so I, I was in the Assemblies of God for a decade. You know, trying to see change and things happen progressively in inside the church religious realms and it just always seemed to slow progress and i have been treated amazingly by old white people in my life i have we've already gone over that but i've also it's a very say like racist group where it's kind of like okay to be racist and they grew up that way so it's hard a little bit like what do you mean by that so like this was supposed to be a 50 they're, they're not saying all old people but it's they they came from a time where it was okay to say things that it's not okay to say and they don't like want to change you know it's it, that going back to the whole resistance to change thing i i personally okay. so have experienced not it's kind of like oh you know you speak so well for you know like people are surprised how like well-mannered i am after by the color of my skin because of the pre-perceived and, and they think that it's like you know a compliment you know, and i'm just like oh my how gosh. do you how do you expect me to act how do you, you know like and uh, things like that um i'm human <laughs> uh, is that you know, something you've experienced on a large <laughs> scale though like is that you know well, just here, like a couple of because uh, yeah here's, I, the, here's, here's the thing it's not it's not like, like it, and, and here's the thing it's not overt so a lot of it is the whole thing. Well, don't, I'm going to be nice to your face and say all the right things, but then mm. I'm going to talk about you behind your back. Basically when, once you leave the room, there's, I mean, and that could happen in every generation. I'm just saying I, my experience, what I've seen, it seems to be more common of a thing to happen like in the older generations. I wonder, because if you think about, our parents who are what, like 60 years old roundabouts. Did they not grow up in a time when segregation was still a thing? And their parents, it's not even, it's not even our parents to be like the grandparent generation. So what is that? Like 70, 80 years old. I know I've talked to my mother before 
and she's told me that she remembers a time when there were water faucets and one said, you know, like whites only and stuff. I'm almost positive. I've heard her say that. So I wonder if those older people, like our grandparents, even more, that's their culture that they're coming from. And that's how they were raised. And I'm not saying it's okay for them to, to do that, but I wonder if they just don't know anything else. You know, I wonder if that's something that they're, they're stuck with. Is that something you can get away from? Like whenever you were brought up that way, that's kind of where I'm at with it. I'm not, I'm not trying to necessarily like throw a lot of dirt or shame or like, Oh, let's, let's eradicate all old people. But it's, it's hard because change is hard and, and things are changing very rapidly right now, especially, you know, in 2020. So, um, and I think with that being said, I'll go ahead. We need to jump. So, you know, catch us on fade to gray, download us. If you only kind of check us out on Facebook every once in a while, um, you know, we're not afraid to kind of like say some controversial things. Obviously, if you, you know, disagree, you're angry. Don't be afraid to comment. It's fine. Like, I love you. Respect, <laughs> respect your opinion. And maybe I'm completely wrong. Tell me all about it. So, um, we're going to be bouncing off of Facebook right now and continue this conversation. Um, make sure to go check out Seth's new, uh, podcast mental dropping tonight at midnight i believe and, and uh, movies that yeah. me still is is rolling hell yes praise <laughs> the <laughs> lord thanks for watching guys all right so here's my pushback on that whole thing i get it that uh i can understand your perspective a little bit having been married to you omar and seeing people's reactions and all that stuff so but at the same time like <sighs> I don't like it because I like old people. (laughs) Um, And I guess it's just because of who I am, but they've worked, most of them have worked hard to have some semblance of a good life. Um, They've, in in my opinion, like they've earned some type of respect just for. Yeah, but their votes have always counted for more than just three fifths. Keep going, babe. I I just think that they do reserve they do deserve some respect and just not like this attitude of like oh you guys I don't know I no it's okay I don't I want you I, I know what you're saying and I, and I want to respond to it but go ahead and get your thought out like all of them like the you guys suck because you grew up in a time when racism was okay and some of them are still that way. And so we were just like, well, may as well just kill you all off. Like, I don't like that attitude. I don't think anyone said um, we may as well kill you all off. <laughs> or that they're all racist. But, but right. yeah. Right. Right. I just, I, yeah, I think it's, I think it's just as dangerous and damaging to be like, okay with all the old people dying as it is for them to be racist towards people. All right. Well, I'll, you were going someplace and you kind of like took a, a little bit of a turn. You were you were talking about the whole respect thing, like because they've worked hard all their life that they need to be treated differently some way than like somebody who's in their 30s or 40s or 50s who've worked hard their whole life or 20s who's working hard single mom. Like, I, I mean, I get it. 
a lot of them have survived through the depression, you know, and some war, war, well, those war, people in their eighties and nineties so. and stuff like that. Seth so. survives through his depression every day. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the thing. So like the whole reason this came up to in the story, I maybe should have told the story first, but we were in home Depot standing in, in the return line to return some do, stuff do, do, that do. had been sitting in my garage for months. And as we were standing there, and there was a full cart of stuff that I was going to try to like possibly return, and uh, uh, an elderly couple behind Excuse me. Excuse me, Sonny. Could I go ahead of you, please? And they didn't. They didn't. Didn't even. They did ask. not they didn't ask. even ask. That was the thing too. And if they asked, I may have even been like, okay. But it was just like <laughs> we're standing there. We had just we had been waiting in line, and Ow, we li- were hurts. the next person to come in line. And as I'm pulling my cart up. Talking to the employee, I hear my wife, oh, you can go ahead of us because we have all this stuff. (laughs) And I'm like, are you joking me right now? I always let people, when I come up to a register and I have a full cart of shit, I always let somebody go in front of me if they come up with one thing behind me. Okay. How much stuff did they have? One thing. uh, But but there's also five other registers and only one return register. Okay. And they probably had to write a check, which takes them forever. <laughs> it was a debit card. I mean, he was <laughs> Shut up. What's my name? It was again? a debit card. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is ridiculous. Like it doesn't matter how old they are. If somebody comes up behind me and I have a full card of shit, especially when I know it's a return, like we're going to be standing there forever and they have one item. I one mean, item. If it's Dollar General and there's one register, that makes sense to me. <laughs> but if it's Walmart and there's 15 checkout registers, or it's Home Depot and there's five checkout registers that they could check, not only self checkout, two other employees working on the other side that don't do returns, that only do checkouts. So I get it in certain scenarios. Like if, if they're just going to have to stand there and wait. But they're choosing to. Well, Omar, they've had two hip replacements. <laughs> Just let them go through. <laughs> that's what I thought. Obviously, Chris is being sarcastic, but that's what I thought. And I'm like, it would be nice if we let them go ahead of us. And I get shit I for it. I lost this finger so, in Vietnam. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> okay, Omar. I all, Okay, I will say this. I understand what you're saying. There are other places for them to check out. Okay, that's fair. But at the moment, I was like, you know what? No, they have one thing. And that's all I was thinking about. So, How long did it take? Right. Was it like a, a, a pretty significant amount of time that it took out that you guys could have gotten through or what? No. Two no, minutes. It, was, it really Talk. wasn't a Two minutes deal. for one item? That sounds... <laughs> sounds like a lot. Minutes. I didn't time it. You fucker. <laughs> Did he make the cashier fill out his check for him? I'll, I'll admit, I can't see no more. I'll, I'll admit, like it, it's. <sighs> Seth is completely silent. If, if I'm not in a, I get in too much of a hurry, and I should probably just slow down and let the whole world pass me by. But I get, you know, ready and ready to do the next thing, and I want to be in and out. And I've stood here and I waited in line, like just like anybody else. I don't want anybody to treat yeah. me special. I don't, you know, if I if I stand behind if i have one item in dollar general i don't you know expect the person in front of me to let me in front when they have coupons and they're gonna i just 
Ooh. sit there and I get on my phone and zone out and like I'm gonna be here for a while, you know. It's you know, what what are you gonna do? So, but I get it. You're a nicer person than I am. So, that's the bottom line. Is Elizabeth is just a much nicer person than I am. Do you think and, it's because she's fully white? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right. I know you're just trying to trigger Seth, but let's see if we can get him to say anything at all. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, so here's my deal on old people, all right? Here's my deal. They've had their time. They've lived a great and full life, okay? And you know what? At a certain age, they just start taking way more than they're putting out. Jesus and Christ. See, at what? least I'm not, I'm, so I'm not at as morbid what point as he... are we allowed to put you two down for being old? I'm going to die Honestly, at What is this line of being old? When are you going to be like taking? Every... Honestly, whenever you want, babe. Yeah. Just make it look like an accident <laughs> so you can get the interest money. Yeah, make sure you take out the policy at least a year in advance, though. <laughs> that way it doesn't look fishy. Yeah, well, my... We have the policy already, so I'm Ooh. good. <laughs> Be careful, so she's already. I didn't even know that, so she's been plotting, I can tell. <laughs> you knew I did it. I had you sign it. I am cooking for myself for the rest of my life. I'm mainly <laughs> joking about all that, but at the end of the day, okay, if there's a virus that's coming out and it's going to be a big pandemic, wouldn't you rather it go after a group of people that have lived a long, full life? As opposed to children or, you know, young adults or whatever. Is this not the best case scenario as far as like the sickness goes? Yes, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to let old people or anybody with one item behind me at a grocery store or other store not go in front of me if I have a cart full of shit. I get that. They've got (laughs) way less life to live. So you're trying to get them in and out. Okay. I get it. And I think that's very admirable. But I, Listeners, I'm if you li- ever find Chris behind you at a grocery <laughs> store, make sure you do not let him go in front of you. Yeah, I well, I, most of the times I refuse <laughs> to go through those self checkout lanes, so I'm usually in a big long line in line anyway. So um, yeah, I don't know. Don't I don't know what I'm, Chris looks like. He's the short hobbit who shops <laughs> at Walmart. Speaking of Chris's harsh <laughs> opinions, and I should have said this when we were live earlier, but oh, not no. only did I unfollow Seth, I thought about revoking Chris's privileges to post on Facebook as well this week. And so if we have any Christian followers about Bible believers at this point, I I deeply apologize. That was the most sacrilegious thing I think we've ever posted. If you haven't already unfollowed us and stopped supporting us. I thought it was funny. I, I thought that they would laugh. Yeah, Come on. A couple, a, you and funny. a couple other heathens thought it was funny. I did laugh. I will admit. It was hilarious. I did laugh. Talking about the whole toilet paper scare, what it was, was it was like, if you ever need 600 sheets of toilet paper, you've already got it in your house. And it was a picture of a Bible. Um, you know, Say just 600 kind of sheets. Something like have, that. What do you have, like and the f- child's Bible at your house? You have like, <laughs> just with Matthew, Mark, said, Luke, John. Like- <laughs> it's what the meme said, okay? Uh, I don't have the big print Bible like the old people have, all right? Um, so... <laughs> Anyhow, the uh, I want to. Seth's up. He's done. Like the man won't even talk anymore. <laughs> I would like to hear from Seth, but before I want to, before we hear His from Seth, I, gone. I want to just say, okay, that that meme was about the toilet paper thing, the toilet paper scare, which is ridiculous. And you know what I did instead of go out and stock up on toilet paper, I bought a bidet. Uh, 
I've converted my toilet to a bidet and my butt has never felt better. This episode of Fade to Gray is brought to you by Green Co. <laughs> Bidets. Uh, you can get it. <laughs> you can get it on Amazon for really cheap. I really, really highly recommend one. Just saying. Yep. There you go. <laughs> nice. Well, nice. Well, you transitioned right out of the fact that like I was going to allow for Seth to berate us if he wanted to of, of all of our horrible opinions, but... Apparently he is quitting fade to gray. Is that what's happening right now? And focusing all his attention on mental. So no, he said he completely was... 100% agrees with everything we said. That's what it was. Yes. For the record, <laughs> Seth is quiet because he has nothing to add or take away from the conversation. He's like, yep, yeah, that's pretty much it. Old people deserve to die. <laughs> that's what Seth thinks. Isn't that right, Seth? Wow. No, I don't no, that's not what I think. I think lots of things, but like I'm not I'm not even No. Is that how you want just like this is the only thing I would say in regards to this conversation. What would you want to be done for you? I'm going to die you know, before I'm 65. All the men in my family die younger than 65, so I'm not worried about it. Honestly, <laughs> uh, probably what would I want to be done for me? Uh, probably a blowjob and a bullet in the back of the head. <laughs> Jesus, that is macabre. Can we not put this out? <laughs> you asked the question. I mean, I don't. I, we I don't, can't always be serious. I, I Sorry, I Seth. don't want to live in an, in a nursing home. Like, if, if you, I mean, a, a honest question. Like, and want to get into that? Like, maybe I'm joking about it so much. I don't want to be old. Being elderly scares me. Like that for me is not fun. I can barely walk right now with the way my feet are, and they hurt every time I I walk. Like being 90 years old, unless modern medicine like somehow like gets better or like what i don't know like i i truly believe with all of my heart and we'll get serious right now that it is most important that you live your best life each and every day that you can while you're here on this earth i don't know if i will be old if if i do and am living a good life it's because of medicine probably because i've lived a hard fast life and i'm i've lived a really good life if it wasn't for my kids and my wife, like I would say that, I mean, like I've, I've done a lot, a lot, you know, the pod, this podcast is here for people to remember me, but like, I want to see so much of my kids life, my grandkids, things like that. So like, if we're going to get really real and honest, like, but be, I don't, I don't see myself beyond like 80 and I don't know what would I, what would I want to be done for me? Uh, I, I want Jesus to come back, Seth. <laughs> well, good luck with that. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I think you're, uh, I think you'd be more, uh, you, you probably have better luck with, uh, you know, Biden becoming president than Jesus coming back. <laughs> oh dear. Bernie. I wish I was telling my wife today, I think Bernie should run as an independent because there's a lot of people that do not like Biden. And I think that if he were to run as an independent, they'd much rather vote for him. But anyway, I know Seth doesn't want to talk politics. He's already on grinder right now. <laughs>
<laughs> He's in a scruff. That's a new one. Trying to scruff. get an email to our Patreon. <laughs> why? Why aren't you trying? Trying, why aren't you trying to podcast, Joey? Oof. Oof. Speaking of Joey, are we having him on? He said he would come on. I really just... Say it, Seth. No. So you're all going to be mad. I mean, might as well just talk. He thought we were adding the Patreons before right. we kept going. And so, like, I don't have all even the Zoom audio. It's not all there. Like, I, I this is all fucked up. I messed. Everything is ruined. I apparently no, can't. I apparently can't multitask. Is and your is your so, audio now recording? We don't have it back up. Is your it audio is recording? now? But there's a gap there, and I realized that Zoom wasn't recording, so I don't even have the Zoom audio to cover the gap. No, it doesn't matter. We weren't even this. we weren't even talking about anything that we would even want. We were just gonna pick just, up where Elizabeth someone's started. Someone's gonna have to edit it and start. I just, Seth, I love you. I just want you to talk. I, I want you to get over. out of here. I want like this. We'll start over in your head. We're, we're start okay, over in your head. No, start I'm over. Just, you need to start over I'm right now. Like, yes, I'm we're starting out, over. So, Who's we'll, no. we'll please check back in or what the fuck? Come on, Seth. Get in the game, brother. Come on, let's pick it up. I've invited. We've got everything sent out, so everything's good. So it's okay. Hopefully, nobody no was gonna. On. Nobody was gonna come can. anyway. Did anybody? Is anybody complaining? Are they on Marco Polo like rioting right now? What's the problem? I'll bet if anybody comes, it'll I'll be check. Jeffrey. It'd be no, cool if I they just, do, but I it's hate, not like I just hate that we say something and then don't do it. We're okay. It's okay. It's not a big deal. Did did you did you send it out? Yeah. All right, it's out. Well, we did what you. we said we were gonna do. And well, was a, that was an awkward conversation. Now we're gonna use all of it, but like, <laughs> no, do you want not. to respond? Yeah, we are. Do you want to respond at all to any of the old people's stuff, or are you like other th- other than asking me what I would want and me getting serious with everybody? Like, what think, is your okay. other thoughts? Well, we have what we have today because of the prior generations. And while they systemic racism, while there are things that Chris, (laughs) while there are things that, you know, have been difficult that we've gotten from um, previous generations, there's also been a lot of good. And I don't think that we should um, say, hey, thank you so much for all that you've given us. Now go die. I don't think that that's really good policy. Um I, I think we need to really care for our elders because of what they've done Circle for us. of but. life. This is not <laughs> movies that molded me. Let him talk. I don't disagree with anything you just said. Did did anything that I say like I I so yeah I I know I've said some controversial stuff, but I do not. For the record, like I yeah, we should take care. We should take care of the elderly, I, but. The way that we're doing it, I don't know. Is there a better way? I, I, I don't know. I like the idea of how, how other cultures do it. Like we, most of the country is like me and it, and it shows because they don't want to be around old people either. And that's why we put them in homes. I hate it. They smell terrible. If, if we wanted to be around old people, then we would, we would actually take care of our elderly and, you know, and live with them and be around Ooh. it and, and allow and allow the death to like experience like some of the discomfort but we don't like discomfort as americans and i'm a product of that as well i guess if i'm going to be completely honest and it's just that's it's uncomfortable to see what you're going to be eventually 
Yeah, no, I agree. Have you all seen the movie Midsummer? Because I think that's probably what should happen to old people. <laughs> I have not seen it. This is not mi- movies that bother me, though. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> I give it a zero. This is, <laughs> this is weird. So if there are other straight guys out there listening to this, I'd like to hear your opinions on this because... <laughs> Like, I'm thinking about when my grandparents were getting older, especially my mom's parents, who were both um, geographically close to me when they were both getting very old and and they both died. Like, when Grandpa passed away, he was sick for two weeks before he died. He went very quickly, um, but, you know, he got sick, was in the hospital, and came home, and everybody, like, I basically told Omar at one point, I was like, I'm going to my mom's house and staying there for 48 hours. And I did. It was at least 48 hours. It might have been three days. I don't remember. But um, I took the kids because he was working. He just went to work and did his thing. And he never came over at that point because he didn't want to remember grandpa being sick in that bed. There was no point. Grandpa wasn't talking. He kind of couldn't. Couldn't really communicate. And so, like, he had seen Grandpa, like, the week before he went into the hospital, I think. We we all went over and hung out with him for an, an afternoon, and we sat and talked with him. And for, like, maybe an hour or two, just talked to Grandpa, and that's how, like, I still remember that. And how he had Grandpa a great life. Then, but and he, and he, he did. And he died the way he wanted to die. He chose he did. To, to go out that way. And that's, and I respect that completely and i and i have great memories of him sleeping in random places when we were hanging out he you know he was, he was an awesome old man and that's the thing like i i don't know it's but i wanted to be there and i wanted to like be with him as much as possible as long as possible and like i was there when the ambulance showed up with him from the hospital bringing him back to our my mom's house for hospice and you know I, helped my mom rearrange the house so that there was a bed for him to be in to die in basically mm. and was with yeah. my aunts as they were helping um take care of him and um with i was on grandpa watch duty i guess you could call it my cousin and i took a couple shifts and we always wanted somebody there with him um for his last moments and so I was, I was on watch. Um, now he didn't die when I was on watch, but I was in the rotation. And so to me, that was to me it was a really precious time, and I needed that. So when my grandma died, she went out. It was like they were getting ready for dinner. She walked from the kitchen to the dining room and dropped. Yeah, <laughs> she was gone. And I had a hard time with that one. Um, she was also my last grandparent to die and the closest of all of my grandparents emotionally to me, I think. Um, And so that one just took the longest to get over. But well, you said that you think that whenever your grandpa was going out, you really needed that time with him. Do you think that that was really more about you than your grandpa though? Like what he needed or what he wanted? I mean, it, it was definitely more about me in my mind at that point for sure. Um, As far as grandpa goes, he liked hanging out with people like Yeah, he did. He liked to just sit in his chair and have people around and yeah. um he loved it when our kids would just come in and talk to him. And they were tiny at that point. I mean like Zeke was two when grandpa died almost three when grandpa died. And um like grandpa loved it. Yeah. So for him, that would have been great. But if mm. like yeah. Well, my grandpa went out much the same way as your grandmother went out. Um, mm. And my grandfather was like my favorite person on the planet. Uh, well, he, I was yeah. very close with him. And um, like I said, 
all the men in my family die pretty young, but he, he was only 64, which is crazy. Cause that's like, you know, my mom is pretty much that age right now. And to yeah. think about her dying right now just seems so freaking young. But yeah, as a 17 year old, when he died, cause I was 17 when he died, he's been dead longer in my life than he was alive. Um, yeah, he just seems so ancient <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and he, but he wasn't, you know, he was 64 and he just dropped straight dead of a heart attack. Uh, which was, you know, yeah. it was pretty tough, mm-hmm. but that's, you know, that's what it was. And, and, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I get what you're saying. And I really, if, if, if I had to do it over again, somehow, like if there was some way to go back and just give my grandpa one last hug and, mm-hmm. and tell him how much I love him and how much he meant to me, like I would totally take that chance, uh, to do that. But at the same time, you know, my grandpa lived a good life. He lived a full life. And, um, I don't know. I, I feel like the way he went out was pretty quick and, and painless and I wouldn't mind going out that way. You know, it yeah. just seems, yeah, it seems and, all right. And now we have the COVID virus coming for our, our loved ones and my grandparents are still around and I'm over here spouting out anti-ageist slogans and, <laughs> and hate speech. And so, I'm just a shitty person all around, so I apologize. But no, I... Oh, no. It, no, Omar. No, <laughs> sir. So you're apologizing? We don't do that here. <laughs> we don't do that here. <laughs> well, as you know, we just got done recording live, and we allowed our Patreons to join in and watch the conversation. And, and we did talk prior saying how we're not going to allow them to speak. But we just had Stephanie Hilson from the... Uh, what's it called? Your atheist pastor. Your atheist pastor podcast just came came on. So say hi, Stephanie. Un- well, we have to. Un- she has to unmute first. All right, you're gonna allow me to talk. We're allowing. <laughs> we're allowing it. Awesome. <laughs> just for a minute, though. The, the right. black man allowed the woman to speak. Wow. I felt so empowered. <laughs> I see that she has a Planned Parenthood shirt on. Can we have like a, right. a planned old person organization? Oh my God, Chris. <laughs> Chris. Stop, stop it. Chris. See, somebody had the idea of sending them all the old people to an island. So we'll send them all to an island where they're safe. The rest of us can, you know, just get through this and we'll be That's good. That's not a bad idea. And do we leave them on the island right. when we're done? With a bunch of Geritol. Well, yes. It depends is- on if they catch them. You are all horrible people. Gosh. <laughs> you can't send old people at, past a certain age to an island. What, what is this? To save their life, Seth. To save no, their no. life. No. Having them worked. somehow quarantined does make sense, but you can't, you can't <laughs> do that on a global scale i had a friend that worked at a old person's home and she told me that they have so much sex with each other that they're having this yeah they're having a great time so yeah putting them all on an island together is probably like the coolest thing that they would want to do and who are you to ruin their fun seth (laughs) oh boy how do you think those old people break their hips so much in those nursing homes (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) That's horrible, dude. But it makes sense. It does make sense. (laughs) Oh, man. But sticking on the COVID virus. um, Sticking on it. It's called the Wuhan (laughs) virus. I just thought it was interesting just watching people's responses and and talking about Facebook again. And and just how 
it seems to just be like almost political where if you vote one way, then you respond to the virus a certain way. And if you vote, (laughs) okay. So if you, if you are a Trump lover, then it's fake news, you know, and I've I've survived everything, you know, but but, but if you're you're a Trump hater, then it's just like doomsday 100 and, and Trump's an asshole for getting praised for, (laughs) for, I do know that some mega churches are literally still holding services. Well, um, how, so the, how are they, they going to make their what? money? So, so they have faith, Seth. More faith than you, apparently. <laughs> you think they're going to get any donations from afar? It's their version of holding the serpent in their hand and not getting bit. That's what that is. <laughs> I mean, it Here's just doesn't my, make any sense. It? Like, it doesn't. It's like saying, listen, our, our God is bigger than this disease. And when you walk in our door, Why doesn't somehow, that make sense to you, Seth? Viruses don't transmit. Like that's, what? That's what how is faith that? works? I, I yeah. How big is a god that can't even geez. protect his own followers from coming to church, Seth? I should. I should have known. You need to repent right now, <laughs> homie. I mean, it's coming for you. What do you? What do Here's you think? the way I feel about it, y'all. <laughs> okay, so when it comes to politics and the COVID nineteen virus, okay. I don't think that they mix at this time. People need to be putting that shit behind them and working together. Obviously, this is not a partisan, uh, uh, fucking virus. It's affecting everybody and everyone needs to drop that shit. Stop blaming. There'll be plenty of time for blame later on right now, figure out what to fucking do about it and get it done. And then later on, Biden can talk about how Trump mishandled it. Speaking of mishandling (laughs) things, I wonder how many young ladies Biden has handled today. Oh, oh my gosh. Chris, what is with you tonight? <laughs> I don't know, but the way he's talking about this virus and the way he acted with his buying of the toilet paper and the bidet and stuff, you're definitely I didn't thinking. buy toilet paper. I bought a bidet, <laughs> and it feels very nice. And you built and a storm shelter. I recommend, I recommend it. Oh and, you bought a new, and you bought a new assault rifle. <laughs> I needed a new one. I, I, Biden <laughs> suggested I get an AR-14, so that's what I did. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, anyway, thanks for coming on, Stephanie. Thanks for being here. You can definitely stick around for as long as you want. Um, it, I don't know. I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are too much. Well, We've yeah. ruined her buzz. Well, if anybody is interested oh, no, no. Uh, in more. hearing a bunch of uh, people who aren't religious talk about uh, religion, uh, definitely go check yeah. out Your Fade Atheist Pastor. Oh, yeah, Your, your Atheist Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> wah, 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 wah. They just put an episode that was a pretty interesting conversation with, uh, of course, a Jezebel and 3X Pentecostals. So pretty good. Pretty good stuff. Yeah, they, they mentioned you on there, but you never showed up, Chris. <laughs> I was listening. <laughs> I was listening in. I I totally meant to have. I meant to do that in the intro and just say, "Hey, you're going to hear Chris from the Famous Fade to Gray podcast." But <laughs> I and then I recorded it and then I re-recorded it and it had you know what? My purple puffy pop filter didn't take out all the pops, so I'm just like, screw it, put up the regular one and gave up. <laughs> so there you go. Well, go check that nice. out, everyone. It's really good stuff. We'll put a link in the comments or in the description here, too, so you guys can find it. Thank you. Yeah.
So what else has been going on, guys, other than everything being canceled? I mean, we can talk about that if I've you want I've been reading to. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't. I've been watching a lot of Netflix <laughs> and Amazon Prime. Yeah. been watching it actually. Uh, ooh, if you have not seen it, I, I definitely recommend Hunters on Amazon Prime. It's really good. Speaking of speaking of uh, old white people <laughs> and, and, and Nazis, I, I'm going to say one more thing and then I'll leave it alone because it's really funny. It's funny. Guys, come on, laugh with me. So in one of the in uh-huh. one of the scenes, this girl, they're talking about how to spot a Nazi and they were going kind of over, over a list of things and the girl says, white people. And he's like, not all white people are Nazis. And she's like, yes, but all Nazis are white people. So anyway. It's triggered. It's it's, it's, a pre- <laughs> it's a, the black man says to a room full of white show. people. Everyone, I just want to thank you so much for checking out Fade to Gray and uh, this little this little conversation here. It's just a little promo for this other podcast called Movies That Molded Me. Just want to encourage Hell you all to go yeah. check it out. As you can see, these guys love to debate the films. So there you are. To the Fade to Gray Network. What's up, podcast listeners? This is Elizabeth. And this is Chris. What's going on? It's Omar here from Movies That Molded Me. What is Movies That Molded Me? It's the most fun podcast around. (laughs) It's a movie ranking (laughs) game show where we take our favorite movies from a specific topic or genre and play against each other to create the definitive top five list. Where can we find Movies That Molded Me? You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And then if you want to follow us on our socials, you can find us at Movies That Molded Me on Instagram, Facebook at Movies That Molded Me and Molded Me on Twitter. Check it out. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> you need to listen to our show. Well, Omar is recommending Hunters on Netflix and I recommend you go check out Hunter yes, Biden is. who is full of lots of Come horrible on. Come and on, Chris. evil you, just- uh, you know, things and you got to go check this out and see what the Bidens are all about. Go check it out. Jesus. <laughs> okay, I'm changing the subject. Hard turn. For all of you readers out there, if any of you uh, go back, I think it's episode 28 or 29, we interviewed an author named Bonnie Lewis. So she was writing a book called The Tim Shell, and the book is out. I'm holding it in my hands, and I have gotten a chance to read some of it. I haven't. um, Sorry, Bonnie. I haven't gotten very far. But what I've read, I absolutely love. And um, so <laughs> for all of you religious people still, you should read this book. Um, for any of you heretical took... religious people. Jeez, Shut up, Chris. Chris, give me a <laughs> Mute second. Mute him, Seth. Take control of the situation Mute here. him, Seth. I, okay. So what Bonnie did was she took some traditional Bible stories and fr- and then she has translated it or rewritten it in story form using modern language and helping the reader to understand the the context in a more uh historical context way so i it's really interesting how she did it so how and she's see. awesome she's, too and we'll have she is in the show notes we'll she have, calls she's it amazing to all of her stuff so she calls it yeah we'll link this for sure it's called an idiomatic bible translation what um so i got it sooner than some of y'all can get it because I help support her um, with her um, Kickstarter campaign that she did. So this was a pre-order, whoop, whoop, but it's going to be out 
Um, if it isn't already, it should be out on Amazon really soon. So y'all should go pick up a copy of this. You can find it at Tim Shell Translation. She's on Instagram. You can find her there as well, Tim Shell Translation. Um, but I really love it. And the copy I have has pictures because <laughs> I got a special edition. But yeah, great. Uh, I'm finding it really interesting. And especially um, having been raised a Christian and really been struggling recently and going back and reading this, it like has kind of allowed me to think spiritually, I guess you could say, which I really, I am that hippy dippy loopy kind of spiritual person who really believes that there is a spirit. It, it, it Like our bodies are spirit as much as they are soul and, and body. And so I've talked to some spiritualists. I've talked with um, Christians, obviously I grew up that way. Um, but I, I, can't, I still, part of me just cannot let go of this spiritual side of me that I, I want to believe is not there, but I just have to, yeah, I don't know. Part of me just has to believe that it's there. So I'm going, uh, I'm enjoying this. She's a witch. I am. So That's okay. let, let, me, let me ask you this real quick, because <laughs> the Bible says not to add anything. And now Bonnie Lewis has decided to write a whole book about this guy named Tim Shell. I've never even heard of this guy. <laughs> Is he like the second coming of Christ? No. Um, so you have to go back and listen to our episode before. I can't remember it's what it Tim's means, but it's hell. a hell. It's, it's oh, a new okay. way to look at hell. Gotcha. <laughs> T-I-M-S-H-E-L. It is a Hebrew word, and I th- and it has some Hebrew meaning. I want to say it means peace or something like that, but I, don't, I know that's not right. Uh, Chris. You- <laughs> Can I just say really quickly, while we're kind of fumbling over which episode it was, that interview it really was, was really I'm, good. And I'm fucking around. And, and, <laughs> and it didn't get as much attention is i none felt of like the episodes with women that we do get as much attention as they deserve no they don't for yeah. some reason if, I, if they hear my voice in Which the I intro they're so like oh i'm out <laughs> i don't think that's it i think i think it is i think some people just for some reason or, or another just decide that women are discreditable and i hate that because some of our best episodes are women-centric i don't understand why they get less listens it kind of pisses me off to be honest they don't like our well, high-pitched voices. Uh, is most of our listenership <laughs> Stephanie wants to say something. Man. I'm trying, over there freaking I'm out. trying not to say. Yes. I'm behaving myself so well. I'm very proud. Uh, you, you, yeah. you did. You did very well. So here's a treat. What do you want to, what do you want I, to say? I, 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 there was so much now. So much. No, uh, I, I, I know that uh, women get in trouble for their voices. When, and I think that is ridiculous. Um, I don't, I don't get it, but it's like, we're all, we're all here. But, but of course it, right. It, it occurred to me immediately that, well, yes, of course, this is why we can't have a woman president for one, because who could listen to her? You know, <laughs> we can't listen to her. Especially if she's Hillary. <laughs> Good God. I think you can find something <laughs> wrong with anybody's voice. Oh, get over it. <laughs> yeah. Jeez yeah. Louise. I mean, not to years. circle back, but do you think that's a generational thing too? Or do you think that women, do you think that like, like yeah do you think that our generation struggles as much as say our parents do to re- as respecting women and our our ch- children are are they showing the same signs or is it something that is potentially getting better but like where's the pushback coming from i don't know i would hope they're getting better 
I mean, I don't, I was raised where I thought I could do anything as a girl. And then it turns out, no, you can't, but, um, oh, well, <laughs> I still do what I want. And I would, I don't care what people say about my voice either. <laughs> I don't care. I, I get told I laugh too much <laughs> and I don't care about that either. So whatever. It's. I find your well, laughter infectious. You. So thank you <laughs> well, for that. Well, anyways, the whole, the so whole why are you silencing this? Let her talk. Chris, you started it. Oh, boy. <laughs> I was giving it her was, a compliment. Go ahead, Seth. Seth but was yeah, brushing her off. I don't know off. that I see, because I see a lot of kids, spend a lot of time around kids. I, I don't see... I don't see them not hanging out together as groups and not having the, yeah. So a little bit different as you're older, maybe that women can't do what men can do. And also that, all right, I'm going to say it goes back to the religion thing too, in a way, because yeah. you're, you know, you're, yeah. there's a, a hierarchy there and that's uh that's probably part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I was touching. Yeah, what do you have earlier. to say about that, Seth? <laughs> I think that it's systemic um, and that these viewpoints um, are not necessarily a person by person thing, but like we have to start individually with people um, in the changing of opinions, especially as we've seen it over the generations and how it's getting more accepting and more leaning and more equal. But we're always kind of pulled backwards because the systems that we currently operate in were, were created unequal. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I no, it totally makes sense. I'm just messing with you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying like the, then that's why I think we see progress, but then we, we see it regret. We see regression. Like we see more acceptance of equality and we're moving in that regard, but then things happen and then we get pushed back. And I think a lot of it has to do with ingrained systems. Do you think we are taking a step back as a society? Like what, what, and what areas are we taking a step back? I don't women's voices. I feel like even with a lot of the presidential candidates, they all just got kind of put down in the end and we never really even had a fair. Candidate. What about the fact but, that there's still a woman president running or a candidate running right now, but yet no one gives her the time of day. Like what, what exactly. is that about? That, that's what I'm saying. That's the kind of, that's the news won't even about. talk about her. Is it because of her dance on politics or because she's a woman i think it's that's because hard. she's a woman that's hard and not only that she's, she's a woman of color and she's pretty middle of the road too so it's yeah. hard for like the democrats to really get behind her or anything i mean the democrats want to be progressive and they want change but they keep picking these old white men when they could have a, a woman of color well, well biden change. is the a most change. like <laughs> trump that they could have chosen it's ridiculous. I think you're probably right. I mean, he's just Maybe as creepy that's as Trump. Why they did it. Trump grabs him by the pussy, and Joe smells him by the hair. That's a big really difference. Weird. Though. Come on, <laughs> that's a big difference. <laughs> I don't know though. I saw him the other day shushing a woman. I saw, you know, he he is constantly. I saw this one compilation video where he's just being really creepy. Like I, I don't know. 
Okay, compilation video. So what are you doing? Going onto YouTube and looking for creepy now videos someone posted of Joe? it and I just watched it. So it's not just me. <laughs> There's other people looking at this stuff too, going, Yeah, I don't think so. My wife is about as liberal okay. as they come. You're boring and you're boring she's like, like no joke Beth and no everybody joke. else. Sorry. Can we can we move away from politics? I already tried once and it's not working. I started talking about a spiritual book and we're back on politics already. <laughs> hey, Omar, would you tell us about your latest crush? My latest crush. Oh, so yes, I am going to have to make myself a YouTube video and dip my toes in that to try to maybe reach out to my latest crush. Um, Jimmy Donaldson, Mr. Beast. I have been watching, speaking of videos and watching videos, I have been going down some major binge holes. Is binge hole a word? It is now. Is that what they're calling them nowadays? Uh, well, it's different than what they <laughs> call binge holes on Grinder, but it's... it's, it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> speaking of binge holes, Seth, how is yours doing? <laughs> oh my gosh, Chris, it, anyway, shut up! Mr. Beast. So I would love to get him on Fade Gray. I'd love to talk with him. He is from uh, close to where I grew up in North Carolina. Um, he's very young, 21 years old, uh, became super popular over the last couple of years on YouTube, getting over 22 million hits. Um, all of his videos are like kind of positive and uplifting, giving away obscene amounts of money to random people, whether or not... Uh, some of them are clickbait and actually true or what I'd love to get to, to the bottom of it. Where's all this money coming from? Because I mean, he started out with nothing and just basically worked at the every day. He seems like a pretty real dude, pretty honest. So he'd be awesome to, to get on. I think would get along pretty well. And he apparently graduated from, or went to a Christian school, uh, there in North Carolina. And so I don't know where he's at with all of that now because they they're not religious at all in their videos so but yeah seventy thousand dollar extreme hide and seek what is this uh, yeah just things like that just, just random just run down that rabbit hole chris seventy thousand dollar golden for pizza oh that that one hours. is interesting yeah. because they work their way up to the seventy thousand dollar golden pizza they eat a bunch of most expensive dishes like the most expensive hamburger most expensive different things on their way up to the seventy thousand dollar pizza that has some like caviar and some others spread on it. It and yeah, I, I know they have some sponsor like Quib and different things like that that give them money and that's how he that's how he got started giving away money. Apparently, his first sponsor was going to give him five thousand dollars. He's like, if you make it ten thousand dollars, I'll go give it to a homeless person right now. And they're like, they're like, no, you won't. And they're like, yeah, yes, I will. And so they they did and he did and they videotaped it and it got a bunch of views and. Okay. Have you ever considered? Are, yeah, have you, are you a writer, Omar? No. <laughs> no. That <laughs> was a funny question. <laughs> I was saying, like, maybe just like kind of in hearing you describe this guy, I was just wondering if maybe you wanted to like write his memoir or something. <laughs> I just want. I just want to on the show. Life, I think like, we've been getting some compelling. Like, I think we've been like, getting some whoa. compelling guests recently. Do we know, like, when he. Got his first kiss. We can ask like him. Jesus. We can ask him about that, Seth. You I mean, know. if you're interested. I mean, I, I'm more interested in his business marketing strategies and how he is giving away like hundreds of thousands of dollars per video. And it's because he's got all the sponsors. 
And speaking of sponsors, make sure to go out and get your Green Co. bidet, <laughs> fresh water spray, non-electric mechanical bidet, toilet seat attachment. And join our Patreons where you might just end up in a podcast you weren't planning on being on. <laughs> you can call Brian Weller to find out how to invest your money that you've saved on toilet paper. And then call Chad Johnson and get an insurance quote while you use your bidet. And make sure to, to beef up that life insurance policy for your grandparents during the coronavirus oh. outbreak right now. Man, that is a nice trip down memory lane, though. Our first ever sponsors of Fade to Gray we're talking about right now, Chad Johnson and Brian Weller, if you, um, who Chad is actually still sponsoring Fade to Gray as a Patreon. Yeah, he is. Really, so. He's still a Patreon, yeah. yeah. Fuck you, Brian. Whatever oh. happened to you? <laughs> I can't say anything mean. He's my cousin. I'm just kidding. I like Brian, Brian a lot. He's a good guy. reach out. He's a good guy. <laughs> I haven't guy. talked to you in a while. <laughs> well, he tries to reach He's out on Facebook, dude. and then he, get, he gets shut down because pe- he gets people shut down. That's feel true. unsafe. Speaking of Facebook, wrapping that back around. Anything <laughs> 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 you want to say? <laughs> anyway, moving right along. Oh, what's up? I babe? love this episode. Oh, no, no, no. Me too. <laughs> I hate it. Can we talk about the guy in Ohio with the hand sanitizer? Sure, babe. Tell me about the guy in Ohio with the hand sanitizer. <laughs> okay, so this truck driver went and bought. Well, he bought hand, uh, face masks first. These packs of face masks for twenty dollars a piece, and he decided to start selling them. So he started selling them online, and he marked up the price. And he, he was able Smart. to sell them for $80, $80 a pack. Hell yeah. And then he just kept going up and up and up. He got he got it up to $125 a pack, and people were still buying them, and he could not keep them. He, he couldn't, like, the supply keep enough was, of them. And demand. Yeah, he couldn't keep up with the demand. Yeah. He said he figures he made 30... Okay, yeah. So he figures he made thirty-five dollars to $40,000 on those wow. face masks. Yeah, so he's, he's got a garage full of hand sanitizer now, and he can't sell it for some reason. I didn't read the rest of the article. I just, because <laughs> I was reading some of the Facebook comments, which I never should do, but all these people are saying that he's such an asshole, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, no, he's capitalizing on this fear. Like, that's this our economy. Smart. <laughs> yeah. Good for him. I mean, so I, because he, but wait, because if he's going to lose his job because he won't be able to work because coronavirus, he's just made himself a year's wage. Like, He'll be able to live off that and support his family. So, I mean, the man's smart, I think. What's wrong? I don't understand why he can't. So you said he can't sell his stuff anymore. Why can't he sell it? There comes a point at which it's considered price gouging. Because I just was listening to an article on this. Uh, not an article. There was an interview with someone from the Pentagon. Or the Pentagon. Or, that just recently important. on NPR. And what channel was this on, Seth? They were talking about... <laughs> Who's NPR, Fox National News. Public Radio. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, okay, Seth. Here, here's I know where you're going with this. Let him, they said, "Oh, this guy is price gouging, so he can't do that." Is that what is that what you're going to say? Okay, correct. There's like there's like a fair yeah. market value. Yeah. Like, you know, you're allowed to sell at a profit, but there becomes a point at which when you own, it's kind of like monopolizing mm-hmm. the market, like Walmart isn't allowed to take up and jack up prices that are, you know, four times or whatever. 
um, even if they are the monopoly or the only one in the area. There are rules to some of that. And even if you're doing it out on your own, you can take advantage of people. And that's what I don't that think so. Did. I think he took advantage of the market. And that's exactly what this whole entire capitalist economy is based on. And whenever you go and say, oh, you're you're capitalizing on, you know, this product, you have an he didn't have a monopoly on that. Like that, there's no way that he should have been regulated like that. Here, let me tell you why. The reason that they shut him down is because the government is not making any money off that. That's exactly why they shut him down. If they were able to make money off of that, like I think that they would have, you know, there's no way they would have gone into a, a regular business or whatever who, you know, had their all their tax systems in place and everything. There's no way they would have went and shut them down for that. I, I can guarantee you that the reason they shut him down is because they were losing money on that. I mean, it's possible, but I do get it. I mean, you want to have policies in place that are going to protect people and not allow for people to be taken advantage of in, in that way. But it does seem like corporations more often than not are doing that. And when situations like this occur, I mean, the price goes up anyway. It, it, it happens all the time. Right. The and, there's, and it's allowed yeah. to go up. But there's a point at which it goes but too high. Right now, we're just determines we're, that, we're skipping though? over a really important point here. And I just don't understand how we can just have this conversation with not bringing up the fact that like holy shit what the fuck why are we going crazy and buying up all the toilet paper anyway what does that even have to do with the coronavirus like what i don't it's like we're acting like toilet paper people is have the, to shit but we're acting like that's the only way that pe- people can wipe their ass i mean we survived before toilet paper i mean and in, if it, they had a green code day, dis- they wouldn't have to not- worry about it <laughs> it's not a virus that affects your just your uh, digestive system it's a virus that attacks your breathing system. I mean, all of our kids had cloth diapers. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, you, you can figure out a way to wipe your ass. I don't understand. And it just seems like it's just... I blame the Australians. It's hysteria. And it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's kind of like... um, It's almost like... The, at one point this week, I was asking myself, I'm like, should I go out and buy toilet paper? I mean, everybody else was doing it, so maybe I should too. And that's kind of the that's kind of the way it that's works. horrible, Chris. So, anyway... That's well, that's I think I think everyone that goes out and buys a bunch of toilet paper is full of shit whenever they could simply get a green co bidet. You and Matt Carter. I think it's a matter of I think it's a matter of two things. Please put bidet in the title of this episode. I think it started on Facebook. I literally think that this was a Facebook craze that got hyped up. And I think that it was primarily hyped up by when we fear, you know, that we're going to all have to be like quarantined and the sheltered into our homes. The news is recording it as a real thing, too. A lot so of they're what people just immediately think about. They're just as guilty for the whole thing because like the news outlets at the time were reporting it as this is a real thing, coronavirus, and people are going out and doing this. And so it created hysteria. Right. So shouldn't they be penalized for the loss of or the shortage of toilet paper and hand sanitizer and masks? I think so. I mean, look, the, the mainstream media <laughs> it has caused panic. They've caused terror. I don't see what the difference between terrorism is and what the mainstream media has done. And I'm not saying... I saw something on Twitter yesterday that said something like this is bringing everybody together in unity and I'm like, this is not unifying. How is this unifying? There's so much fear. 
It's ridiculous. I think that the coronavirus is a big what? deal. Oh, oh. It is. And it needs to be taken seriously. But when you go out and constantly incite panic uh, in the media just because you're going to get... Incite of course, panic. just because they know they're going to make money off of it. Like, that is terrorism. That is capitalist terrorism right there. Okay, just opinion. start talking, Seth. Yeah. Break in and keep talking. What about... What about... Okay, I, I hear you. Okay, because it, a lot of it has been fear-based. A lot of it has been panic-based. But I would say, in this situation, is it possible that the news agencies got it right and the president got it wrong? What I'm saying is that it is a big deal. And all we've been hearing for the longest time is that it's not a big deal. So that we are so unprepared. We don't even have the test to be able to test people. And we've known about this for almost two to three months. Is it not? No, I, I hear know. you. But I would say I, I haven't heard from anyone that this is not a big deal because I don't listen to that man. I, I have no idea what he said about it. Well, that's what he was saying. So, that's literally what, what he doing. says. Like he three days grabs ago. people by the pussy. I don't. I don't listen to him. So, well, when he comes out and says that, is it not the news's no, responsibility to be like, no, this is wrong. This is a big deal, and you need to start taking precautions so that you can remain safe. Okay, and yes, not kill but there's a way that they can do it. Like, is that not? Is that not sure their responsibility? And is that's that not, not what they're, what they're doing? doing? They can report the news. And they can report facts without inciting a bunch of fear. But what they're doing is they're focusing on people rushing to the grocery store to buy toilet paper, which then makes people think, oh, shit, I need to go get toilet paper. Like, why do they need to be reporting that? I mean, why is that, that's why is that ridiculous. News? Why is that right. a thing? You can at all. You can come showing on and you riots can say, at stores, people punching people right. in each other's faces. I just went right. and tuned a piano this morning, and the lady that whose house I walked into, she had the news on. She punched She's you in the like, face. It's insane. And what she saw was footage of people beating each other up over fucking toilet paper. And right. now they're on stretchers, going in ambulances on their way to the hospital because right. they got punched in the face over toilet paper. Right. They're going to the hospitals. Like it probably oh, happened people, once. You're going to get the coronavirus. Going national, to the hospitals. National. News media probably also is covering. If it bleeds, it leads. If it, bre- if it, so, bre- right. if it breeds, it what? Well, to me, that's just <laughs> stupid. Well, that, that they're showing that, though, Seth. They're, they're showing that. They're not talking to the scientists. The news isn't talking right. to the scientists. They're not talking to the the health department. They're talking to. They're taking video footage of grocery stores and people freaking out at toilet paper. At toilet they're paper talking aisles. To Omar's grandma from, on TV. From what I've seen, they're My doing. My grandmother both. watches Fox News. Thank you. And and they say that it's all a hoax. <laughs> It's my, I it's was my in grandfather, the store it's my and they bought up exactly. all the toilet paper. <laughs> Who watches CNN? It was a madhouse in there. One woman punched another one, and I was like, "Bitch, get off my toilet paper!" <laughs> That's what you're seeing on the news. I don't know when <laughs> when other countries start shutting their shutting everything down over something. I, I it's generally cause for a lot. <laughs> I mean, yes. There's, Thank you for that generalization, there's, there's Seth. There's cause for alarm, and <laughs> you're welcome. I, I'm very I'm alarmed that I can't watch March Madness. It, it definitely is alarming to me. <laughs> well, Jesus, I can't even believe they've shut everything down like they have. Like that, this is unprecedented. You know, like I mean, I, I get it, and it needs yes, to happen. Yeah, but it is unprecedented. But here's the deal, Seth. Like, like what Elizabeth was saying. 
if the news were to simply to have a specialist on to say, hey, here's what you need to do, and here's how we prevent it. I mean, I just watched, before I came on, I just okay, watched now, that. But all ABC they were news. doing for the first like few weeks was trying to incite panic so that they could get you know ratings and whatnot. That's how they make money. I don't think it was oh, to get ratings. It is. Yeah, it was. What else was it for? I, of course it is. I think a lot of it was they didn't have anything to report on it because well, we there's didn't. tons. Then so. report something exactly. else. Exactly. There's report tons of something other news. else because there's other stuff going on in the news right. besides the coronavirus. That's right. And now there's so much panic. Report facts. Like, That's all people want to see now because they want to be scared. They, they, of course, they, dra- want, they want to be drama. entertained. And that's that's what it's it entertaining is. to see a bunch of people freak out over fucking toilet drama. paper. Well, listen, <laughs> that is what it's like to live in a capitalist society. And you know what? We had a chance <laughs> Bernie, to change that. Bernie, okay. Bernie, Bernie. He was just on the ticket, and the Leslie, America no, no. Leslie, no. Their mind. Leslie, so no. If you wanna, if you mm. wanna like incite all this stuff about how bad it is, here's sir, the thing: you had an DNC opportunity. Is against so, Bernie. One second. Like I would probably vote for him, but I'd be terrified Ugh, because we're just I like people. my child tax credits, and I like that since for the last ten years through like. Three different presidents, or two different presidents at least. <laughs> I, you know, we've been like, basically getting the same amount of money back each year at tax time, and that's because Elizabeth's been fudging the numbers. And and and, and I know that <laughs> with Bernie, it's probably won't be that way. Which I don't. Oh hell no! Your tax rate's going up, brother. So, but I do like a lot of his other policies. But so maybe it's you know what I like maybe about it's Bernie? okay. But I mean, you don't mess with people's money. That's why he probably still wouldn't win. Because in the end, you start messing. That's because all the other policies, whether I like them or not, they don't affect me that much yearly. But yeah. I gotta pay my taxes. You know what year. I like about Bernie? His hair. He's honest. Hair. He'll tell you exactly. No, I don't care about he that. He looks like a He'll tell doc you exactly from, what he's for. He looks like Doc from Back to the Future. That's why you like him. Great Scott. <laughs> the one percent. <laughs> so <laughs> I like I like Bur- I like that Bernie's honest. He'll tell you exactly what he's for. He's transparent. Good luck with Biden. Good luck with Trump. Like I, I will say that. But at the end of the day, I really believe that the DNC just absolutely hates Bernie. They think that he's a threat to what they're all about, which is just being in bed with big corporations anyway. So in that case, they collude against him every time they did with Hillary. Um, I mean, even Tulsi Gabbard, who is still running for president, she was a chairperson on the DNC and stepped down because of the corruption that's in there. Okay. And now she's actually suing uh, Hillary Clinton because of it. Okay. So if a chairperson steps down because of the corruption in there, I think something can be said about we that. Know who Chris I think that's a for. huge deal. I already did in the primaries. <laughs> so, I mean, she yeah. has zero chance, but okay. Uh, it, the only way Bernie's going to win is if he runs as an, as an independent, in my opinion. That's the only way I think. And, and certainly I don't think Biden beats Trump. And I think Bernie's the one that has the shot, but not with Biden in the way and not with the DNC throwing everything that they can to try to back him and probably even threatening people like Pete Buttigieg. Hey, if you don't back Biden, you're out. 
Kamala Harris. Oh, I know you called all him right. racist in the first primary. Apparently, we can't but, uh, we, we can't stop him, Chris well, we from all, going political okay. about every thirty <laughs> seconds. Well, we can point. all be happy though. We all we all can be happy though because I just had an alert come well, across. Tell us my how phone. to be happy. Chris. <laughs> tell us how to be happy. <laughs> that Trump tests negative the for coronavirus, <laughs> according to a letter from his doctor. <laughs> So we are good for another Fake four news. years. Praise the Lord. Fake news. I heard and, him sniffle uh, <laughs> uh, during his uh, his speech. Well, well, that's a good place, Probably I think, to end. And so <laughs> if you haven't heard yet, we have an amazing Patreon group. We have Marco Polo. Amazing. Which, you know, at one point there was a Marco Polo season where it was out of control. And between <laughs> 8 o'clock in the morning and 10 o'clock there'd be 300, 400 messages. No way you'd be able to keep up. And it was just like intimidating to people. We had a lot of people kind of coming in and checking it out and be like, this is too much. I just can't do it. And then, but it seems like, and at least all the Marco Polo groups I'm in, maybe people just don't want to talk to me anymore, which is okay. I'm okay with that. That's probably a big that, part like, of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will say that I'm a part of the Bad Christian the Locker what? Room and the Aptron with your atheist pastor Stephanie's group, and both of those groups. Well, even even say booming. the Aptron, Stephanie would probably agree. So, like, I mean, it definitely. I've had some pretty good conversations. I've popped in there like once or twice lately, but the uh, it's definitely slowed down from say what six seven months ago as far as i, w- I would say yeah that's yeah, true it just, it just depends on any given day when anybody's around you know sometimes it's quiet and sometimes something sparks and that's how that last podcast happened it was just something that sparked something and and you'll get a few people to chime in over the course of a few hours and and with the fade to gray one yeah that was tough because if you were gone for a few hours there were 300 polos so you'd be like well I've, i have yeah. no <laughs> idea what you people were talking about <laughs> but but yeah it's not it's 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 still a lot of fun, and I think it's still a really good way to reach out and at least just say hi. Yeah, I would say actually is a lot less intimidating at this point, and yeah. and really the best way to use it is maybe we'll schedule some time when we'll know we'll have certain conversations uh, once or twice a week, and then people can use it however they want to. After that, you know, you know well, I your... think that people stopped uh, going over to Marco Polo and Fade to Gray so much because of our health series. We started talking about health, and people were like, "Fuck that shit! <laughs> I like brownies." Like, and... I'd rather talk about politics for half an episode. <laughs> That's right. Well, I'll tell you, I have both of you guys' topics covered for today because I saved my 2016 to 2020 Trump toilet paper. So, got the <laughs> and I've got oh. the toilet paper all in one. <laughs> that is a Facebook Instagram post waiting to happen, Stephanie. You think Nancy, Seriously, uh, post it. Do you think Nancy Pelosi is wiping her ass with Trump's speech right, right now? <laughs> yeah, go viral. Speaking of viral Facebook posts, uh, one of our last episodes we did with Dr. Pete uh, talking about the coronavirus. Um, not long after that, you know, in that episode, he talks about the five W's. The we are wa- washing, washing, and wiping, waving, waving, and whoa, and whoa, not touching our face. And he made a little catchy <laughs> song for his video uh, for his video posted on Facebook, and that went viral. And so that that was. Did fun. I tell you? Did I tell you all about that? Like I showed that in my classroom to all my students, and I made them like do the song. 
and they were singing it for the entire week. It was hilarious. Like every time awesome. they would walk by, like we're washing and waving and wiping and woo, don't touch this. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> and they even like came up with their own dance moves to it. Uh, apparently there's a dance. Yes. Are you serious? Apparently there's a dance move called the woe. And so whenever he, you know, they get to the woe part, they go and woo, don't touch this or whatever. It was, it was pretty great. <laughs> So it's interesting because it really did go viral. Now it's interesting to hear it made it all the way to Texas because here in St. Louis, it's made the, um, it's been on the radio, it's been on the news. <laughs> uh, they're just they love it, and it's so I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's it was, too bad that uh, uh, Corona is our will be happy to hear that. Yeah, yeah. I ha- I had a friend from St. <laughs> Louis uh, text me and go, um, I think you had my doctor on your podcast. I'm like, really? He sends me his like a snapshot of his calendar, doctor, or his appointment with Doctor Pete. I'm like, oh yeah, that's him. <laughs> Doctor so, Pete Montgomery, yeah. he's a sensation. Got his own podcast. Go check it out. It's called uh, Aging Is Optional. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. It's yeah. been a lot of fun. We should do this more often, you know, or not. I mean, and, and uh, <laughs> if you made it to the end, I love you very much. Um, no matter how old you are, and. Um, yeah we're we're gonna make it (laughs) hugs and kisses stay safe out there (laughs) this episode was edited by omar music by dan coke at dancoke.net that's c-o-c-h as always we're brought to you by the patrons of the fade to gray network to become a member of our Patreon, head over to patreon.com slash podcast. And since you have nothing better to do while you're self-quarantining, head on over to Apple Podcast and give Fade to Grey a five-star rating and review. We know that with the coronavirus, you're probably experiencing a lot of trauma. Why not put your mind at ease by listening to Seth's new podcast, Mental? And for a fun time, check out the movies that molded me. All this and more from the Fade to Grey Network. Thanks for listening.